Hey, welcome to the Agency Blueprint, the podcast for agency owners looking to explore strategies for scaling a truly profitable agency, reducing stress, and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, business coach and contract CFO to agencies. To download a free copy of my international best-selling book, The Agency Blueprint, go to creativeagencysuccess.com. Hey, everyone. Today, we have Sarah Dunn. Sarah is a leading SEO educator and consultant for the wedding industry, helping wedding planners, photographers, venues, florists, and more get found on Google. Sarah has a unique plain English, no geek speak approach to search engine optimization. It's SEO education made just for creatives. In over seven years in business, Sarah has worked to earn more visibility, traffic, and inquiries for over 150 clients. Sarah's approach to niching down has been featured on Unemployable, How I Built It, The Matt Report, and more. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sarah. Well, thanks so much for inviting me on, and I'm so thrilled to talk with you and your audience. Uh, so just to start us off, I'd like to hear a little bit about you and your journey to owning an agency and being a consultant in the uh, wedding industry. You bet. So I will say it is a long journey, and so we'll keep it to the shorter version, but um, it was in... I want to say it was probably about 2012 when I was actually in an entirely different career. I sold wine for a living and that is truly not as fun as it sounds. And it came to a point where I realized that I really needed to shift careers. And during that time, I was exploring a lot of different things. This is kind of like my first exploration in what I wanted to do. And I was making up websites for friends on the side. So I never took like web design in college or anything like that. I kind of self-taught myself design and coding and was making a, a decent side income helping other people out with websites. So in this period of career transition, I realized that I could actually make that a business and help out a lot of local businesses with their website design. So I officially started my company, which was called 11Web in 2012. And I grew it to a small team of about four or five people at its largest. And we were doing web design projects, graphic design, social media management, email marketing. Basically, if a small business needed help with it relating to marketing or digital or technology, I usually said, well, we'll figure it out. And so I did that for about five years and I I enjoyed it, but I got to a point in being a generalist web and design agency where I realized that it was really hard to differentiate myself, really hard to stand out when people were considering who was going to design a website for their business, who was going to work with them in their nonprofit to drive more fundraising dollars. I was trying to do everything and I found that it really helped me to reach no one in a way that was very influential. Um, And there was one particular moment that I realized that what I was doing in marketing wasn't working. And it was when I was talking to someone that I knew really well in a networking group and he had a jewelry store in town and he was looking for someone to help him create a new website for it. And so I said, I'd love to help. I created a proposal. We had a couple discovery calls. I had a good plan together for him. And then I didn't hear back from him when I sent over the proposal. So I followed up a few days later and he said, hey, Sarah, I'm so sorry. I just found out my niece is taking a web design class in college. And so she's going to make the website for us instead. 
And it kind of knocked me over. Yeah. I mean, that really hurt because I'd been doing this as a professional for five years. And in that client's mind, he didn't see a difference between what I had to offer and what his niece could learn in one hour uh, or one credit hour of a web design class in college. I said, something needs to change in the way that I'm positioning my business or in the way that I'm developing an expertise. And I started to find myself really drawn to specializing, to becoming an expert in something a lot more specific than saying, if you have a wallet and need to market something, we'll figure out how to do it, which is really not very compelling. Um, so it was it was 2017 when I reached the height of frustration. I knew I, I wanted to maybe specialize, but I didn't know what, what I would do. What would I specialize in? So I actually decided like, this is my new pet project. My new side hobby is figuring out what I'm going to be an expert in. And it's not something I fell into. I encountered a lot of stories around this time about people who were already specialists saying, oh, well, you know, we became specialists because we kind of just fell into it. We started working in a niche and a lot of businesses of the same type started hiring us. And that didn't happen to me. Um, so I, I really actively started searching for a specialty, actually started a YouTube channel where I documented my journey every single week by making a video. It was usually two or three minutes long, just talking about something I had tried, a book I had read, something that would help me to figure out what to specialize in. So, so that's kind of my story about where I started my agency and where I figured out I needed to do something different. That sounds fun. I really need to check out that YouTube channel and, and see those videos and watch that experience for you. Well, I can't pretend that they are really well done or well produced. It was truly me going, I just want to share this journey because I felt like there was nobody else that was talking about how to specialize. There were either generalists or there were people that had already specialized in something and not a lot of information about how you get from one place to the place of being a specialist and expert. So I was like, I'm going to talk about it. The videos may not be great. I just recorded them myself um, with, a, with a camera and put them up. But um, I've certainly in the last few years received a lot of feedback that at least people feel like they are seen and heard because they feel the same way. Yeah, I'm sure there was moments of exasperation, moments of excitement, the whole plethora of emotional experience that happens in that journey, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. It was so frustrating. And what's funny is I started the YouTube channel. It was March of 2017. And I kind of thought that I would do maybe like five or six videos. And by then I will have tried enough things to have a path forward. I did weekly videos for almost a year um, and still basically didn't have a lot of idea of what I wanted to be a specialist in. So, I mean, there's, there's over 60 videos on the channel. Um, and uh, thankfully, eventually I did find the right thing and then got to talk about the beginnings of starting that journey. But it was it took a lot longer and there's a lot more videos of me just kind of scratching my head than I definitely thought there would be. <laughs> that's that's great. Um, I imagine that specializing also had an effect even in the way that you were performing in efficiency within your agency as well. Did you have that experience as I see happen for clients all the time? Oh, for sure. So. I mean, when you think about the fact that if you're doing all sorts of things, websites, email marketing, graphic design projects, print design projects, there's not really a way to standardize a process around that. So I found that everything required my finger on it at all times because I was bringing all of that together. 
that was one of the biggest challenges is I always felt pulled in a thousand different directions and often without a lot of time to market my own business because I was so busy managing all the client projects. You know, I'm the one that has the client contact. I'm the one who's worked really hard to understand how insurance works so that we can help this insurance company market themselves. And I'm learning how economic development works so we can help the local economic development organization with their conference. It's just too much to have in your head at one time when you're trying to work with all sorts of clients in different industries and provide them all sorts of different services. So it was it was incredibly stressful for me as the, the leader of the organization. And it, uh, yeah, was not very efficient and not, not incredibly profitable and stressful just so stressful for sure i'd love to hear a little bit more about your eventual determination in picking the wedding industry and how did you actually go about selecting the niche well i will say wedding seo was not the first thing that i thought i was going to specialize in so i was all over the place i really felt strongly about industry vertical specialization So finding a specific type of business to work with. And as I've talked more about this, there's plenty of specialists that are more um, horizontally specialized. So maybe they do a certain type of service, but they provide that to any type of business. Um, You know, maybe a specialist in membership websites that will create a membership website for any type of client. I really wanted to be an industry specialist of some type so that I could really see the world from the lens of my customer and understand my customer in a much deeper way than a non-specialist can. And so I'll tell you, the first thing I thought I was going to do was Facebook ads for chiropractors. I actually started a whole separate website, fbadsforchiropractors.com I had for a little while. Um, I did tons of cold calling. I went down that route because I had done one project that was really successful, Facebook ads for a local chiropractor. Unfortunately, I found out I really didn't know very much about chiropractic, and it's pretty hard to be a specialist in something that's highly technical if you don't know anything about it. Um, And I didn't particularly enjoy that type of work. So it, it was a failed experiment, but still very useful. And I realized that I needed to get into something that I had a little bit of better base of understanding for and um, maybe a little bit more of an identification with the clients I was going to take on. Um, So that was the failed experiment. But thankfully, I had a really life-changing experience when I went to a conference. It was the end of 2017. And it was a women's business conference. And I actually met this woman named Allison. She was a high-end wedding planner in Chicago. And she and I started talking and she said, oh, you know digital marketing. That's great because do I have a problem for you? I'm like, okay, well, what happened? She said, I just had my website redesigned a few months ago. I used to rank on the first page of Google for Chicago wedding planner. And I've fallen off the map. I'm on like page eight. My inquiries are way down. My business is suffering. Do you want to take a look? Is, do you think you know anything that would help me? I said, well, that sounds really fun. Let me figure out what happened. I'd be happy to do that. So she ended up hiring me and we worked together on the SEO for her website. I realized her web designer knew nothing about search engine optimization and that I knew a lot more than I thought I did. And we got to work together on that project to get her rankings back. And a few months later, she was back on the first page of Google. Absolutely thrilled. I loved the project and she started referring me around to a lot of people that she knew in the industry. 
And after doing about one more project with um, a wedding photographer, I said, this I love, this feels right. Um, I really love these clients. I love their business and their content, and I want to do more of this. So SarahDoesSEO.com was born as what I intended as kind of a temporary URL because I couldn't <laughs> figure out what else to call it. Um, apparently, the lesson here is don't do things that are temporary because they'll stick. Um, I'm still <laughs> SarahDoesSEO.com three years later, and this is now all of the work that I do. That, that's awesome. I, I, that hearing the story of, of it, right, beginning in an area that you ended up finding out that it wasn't really for you and being able to be nimble and changing and actually sharing the failures that you had. And I think that's so incredibly important as the journey of a, of a business owner and an agency owner is recognizing that sometimes in the failure, there's even these tons of learning lessons that you can carry on with yourself and, and recognize over time that you figure out where you really want to be and ending up like you being where you went, where you really should be and where you really wanted to be in the end. Yeah. I, I didn't know what it would look like, but I, I had faith that when I found the right thing, it would be something that I would kind of be obsessed with and, and really enjoy enough that, Hey, this, I want to do every single day. I want to do it in a repetitive way. And I really want to seek to be excellent at it by working with the same types of clients over and over again and learning from each project. So that's certainly the place that I've landed and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And then you're able to provide so much better value for your clients as well, because you are consistently learning and figuring out new tricks, being really truly that expert in that area and being able to generate results more regularly for your clients, which is so incredibly important for them and also more impactful. I mean, so many business owners are thinking, how do I make my business more profitable? But it also, to me, I think that it's as equally important to have impact in what you're doing, as well as having the financial result, which it sounds like gave you both. Yeah, for sure. It's really interesting to be able to take the lessons that you learn from one client and one project and be able to apply those to future projects even faster. So it's definitely more profitable. It's more standardized. And I truly believe I do better work now than when I was doing websites on Monday and social media marketing on Tuesday and didn't really know all that much about, I don't want to say I didn't know all that much about either of them, but I didn't know them at the deep specialist level, which is an entirely different place. I think the other thing that's really important as I think about it, I was thinking about this this week, that because I'm so specialized in what I do in the wedding industry, in search engine optimization, I can actually be the person that distills all of the information out there into what's important for this market. So I, I listen to a lot of geeky SEO podcasts. And if I was doing SEO for any type of business, I would truly need to learn every little bit that's in all of those. So Google just pushed a big product reviews update. Um, if I ever worked with sites that had product reviews as a big part of their business, I would need to learn that at a deep level. Thankfully, I know exactly who my clients are. I know they don't have that type of website. So I'm able to say, okay, I'll learn a little bit about this, but I truly don't need to spend a lot of time digging into this in a deep way. And I don't need to spend a lot of time figuring out how to explain it to my clients um, or write a blog post about it or anything like that, because it's not important to the people that I serve. Yeah, 100%. What, what would you say to the agency owner that's not sure about selecting a niche and maybe making that leap as you did into figuring out what that was and 
going through your experience of that YouTube video experience that you went through? Well, it's interesting because I have talked to a lot of people about specializing since I've done it and did it in such a public way. And I, I want to know how you feel about this, if you think everyone should specialize, but I'm not always so sure. Um, I think there are truly people that are energized by doing something different every single day, and they really enjoy that challenge, and they wouldn't enjoy their life as much if they did really repeatable work. Um, I've had people say, well, I kind of tried to specialize and I hated it because I felt like I was just talking about the same things all the time. Um, I think it works for my personality because I truly do love that seeking of deep expertise. Uh, I love doing the same thing over and over again because I know when I do it the next time I'm doing it better. It also makes it a lot easier for me to teach it and delegate it. So I think that's really fun. And I've come from the side of not knowing things as deeply. But, you know, I've talked to people that are like, I don't think specializing is for me. So I try not to force it on everyone, um, especially those people that love variety. But I'm curious what you think. Well, I mean, I'm definitely an advocate for it. I mean, I'm specialized in a, in a specific industry as well. And I find that I'm able to provide a ton more value. And I'm able to, again, the same way that you have, continue to learn in every experience that I have. I definitely have had, and it's usually in the true creatives that like to have that variety. My opinion is still, you can specialize in the service, but not specialize in an industry so that you still have the variety that you're looking for, but being able to actually be that specialist in that specific type of creative output or deliverable to your client so that you have some aspect of scalability and repeatability to your business. But ultimately, the thing that I think is so beautiful about being a business owner is that I'm not the one that gets to make the decision. The, de the decision lies on the business owner. And really what's important is what they want for their own life. And they should make that choice for themselves. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think that even if you don't want to specialize as extreme as maybe I have and other business owners, I think it is really empowering to think about the fact that you really don't have to provide services you don't like providing. If you own your agency, you're the leader of what you do. If there is a certain type of service that you enjoy providing more than others, you can actually turn down or refer out work that doesn't fit within that. And that's a tiny like micro form of specializing saying, Absolutely. you know what, that's not our corner of the market. That's not what we're great at. I'd rather you work with someone who knows that better. And here's what I know that we're really good at. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I, I have tons of people that I work with in the industry as well. And sometimes I'm not the best fit for, for a client, right? And they, Hey, this person actually is better suited for your direct problem or your direct issue. And being able to really be looking at the conversation with the prospect of the person that you're speaking with and just being able to connect with them and truly help them. That has changed the dynamic on how I actually have sales conversations and meetings with people. And it, it really has just made my life a whole lot more enjoyable recognizing that this is what I do well and this is what I don't and being yeah. able to help people either way and pointing them into the direction assuming that I know the person that can help yeah and I think that can be really scary for people that have never done it before actually referring out someone that maybe wants to hire them um, I know when I was running my agency or very early in doing marketing services for other businesses I took on every project because I didn't want to turn down a dollar you know, I needed that money. And so I do want to encourage anyone listening that just because you specialize doesn't mean that there is less opportunity for you. 
So here's what I've found as a result of specializing. And now I'm, let's see, uh, almost four years in at this point in working with the wedding industry specifically. And it has transformed the way I'm able to connect with potential clients because I have been able to position myself as the wedding SEO expert. There are not a lot of other people that do exactly what I do and market themselves in this way. And so I know exactly what conferences to go to when we were able to go to conferences. Um, I know what virtual events to speak at. I know the connections that might be valuable. Um, and people actually reach out to me when they might have someone in their community that's asking questions about SEO for the wedding industry. They say, well, Sarah is the person to talk to about that. And so a lot of opportunity comes my way now without me having to work so hard. Um, I used to get all of my business through local networking, which is a lot of boots on the ground kind of work. Like I went to weekly networking meetings at seven o'clock in the morning at a place that was 35 minutes away. I don't have to get up that early anymore, thankfully, because my market um, a lot of times are, is coming to me. So even though my pool of clients used to be the entire world. And now is this tiny little slice of the market, very specific types of businesses that need a specific service. Uh, it's so much easier for me to find business because I'm actually different in what I offer. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, I've had the exact same experience and clients that I've worked with do the same thing, have had the exact same experience that they actually see the amount of opportunity grow. It is definitely really scary for an agency owner, especially at the beginning, right? That I'm not in a position to turn away revenue at the moment. I've got operating expenses I have to pay for. I've got payroll that I've got to meet. And the idea of doing it is gut-wrenching sometimes. But my experience is that it actually really does end up impacting the agency so much and makes it a lot more uh, profitable. Uh, what, what about your experience in actual pricing? How does that affect pricing and being the expert and being specialized in a niche? I would say as far as pricing, um, I can't say, I don't want to kind of hype it up and say, well, I can charge so much more than I used to because I need to be realistic about what wedding businesses can afford. And if we think about your average wedding planner or wedding photographer, a lot of times these are one to three person businesses, very small with pretty limited budgets and, and limited amount of work that they can actually take on. So I can't charge someone in this market $20,000 a month to do SEO for them. You know, it's not like working with law firms that have huge budgets for this. So how it's affected pricing though, is that I can charge a premium within the market for people that are looking for this type of service and they're willing to pay it without haggling me on the price because I am the specialist. I'm able to say, hey, I work with your type of business every single day and I know what you need to do. I have examples of how this has worked for businesses just like yours. And so I'm able to more easily sell without talking about price anymore. I have two set services that I offer. They're very productized. And the conversations I have with people is not about pricing or custom proposals. It's which of the two services is right for you and when can they get started? So I'm not, I haven't doubled rates necessarily, but I have been able to have fewer pricing conversations and take on more clients because I'm more efficient in my work. Yeah. The efficiency piece is definitely really important. And I know that I hear one of the 
most dis, um, disheartening thing that I hear agency owners talk about is that they feel like they're being beat up on the price and that they're always being asked for discounts. And then it comes to a dollars and cents conversation rather than what the results they're going to get or the value that the business is going to get out of it, which it, it just hurts your ego every time. And so you, I sometimes run into agency owners that just feel like they've been twisted and turned and beat up on proposals. And it's just, it's sad, especially when you have someone that's so incredibly good at what they do. It is, but it's also hard when you can't express why you're better than someone who's charging less. When you, all you can point to is I have more years of experience. Um, that's hard for people to say, well, then I guess I'll pay you more for that. But if you can actually show realistic outcomes that the potential client can believe they can also achieve, that's where you're able to have more control of the pricing conversation. I know it, it hurts. It feels personal a lot of times when you're doing creative work, especially, and people are just looking for the lowest price quote. You know your work is great, but they're about to go to someone who charges less. I mean, that that hurts on a personal level. So that's one of the reasons that I enjoy being a specialist because it just makes the conversation a little bit different. Absolutely. Um, I'd imagine it's affected your conversion rate as well. What have you had seen on for every 10 um, requests to raising, hand raising and saying, hey, I'm interested. How do you see that affect your conversion? You know, I haven't tracked conversion rates, so I'll be honest with you about that. And actually, in the last year or so, I have I have turned down more projects than I have taken on, even when people are looking for SEO in the wedding industry. So I have enough leads coming in where I can really assess where the client is in their business, their current rankings, their authority, and I can figure out which clients are actually going to get the best results and have the best experience working with me. Um, I was turning down so much business actually from people that maybe um, shouldn't invest as much as my highest level package costs. They should start with something a little bit more basic. Maybe they're new to business or have a new website. Um, I was referring a lot of those people out. And so actually a couple months ago, I created a whole new service and it's just for people that need a basic SEO setup within the wedding industry. And instead of doing it myself, I've actually hired two of my past students who took my course and did a really good job. And they're now providing these services to these businesses. So that's something that I, I never dreamed of being able to do when I had to lead every single project was to be able to create something that someone else could actually execute from start to finish and would be in a really standardized way where people could get pretty consistent results. So I'm, I'm really happy about what I've been able to do there. Um, and at this point, in the last few weeks of offering both options, conversions have been really, really good. I've been really happy because we're just having a conversation of which of the two services is right for you, not should you hire me or someone else. That, that's awesome. I, I mean, I, I definitely see that, that experience with, with agencies that their conversion rates do tend to go up and they can be more selective on who they want to work with, right? So what it ends up being is more a, a dual way interview when talking with the client to make sure, do you enjoy working with them? You don't have to have those F and E sort of clients, the ones that are on the bottom end of the mm -hmm. echelon that are the ones that are over demanding, taking up your time, not respectful, and all of those different pieces that agencies run into all the time. And can be also disheartening and taking up all of your time and making the experience of being an agency owner difficult. Yeah. I mean, we've all seen the red flags and we've all taken on clients 
despite red flags when we're feeling in a time of scarcity. Like, I, I don't really want to take on this person. I have a feeling they're going to be a hassle, but I also can't turn down the revenue right now. Uh, so I think being selective is a really important thing to point out because I think we'd all like to have a little more control over who we work with and make sure that those people are a good fit. 100%. Well, th thank you so much for joining us today, Sarah. It's been so nice hearing your candid experience and your journey of agency ownership. It's been a true pleasure having you. Well, I'm so glad I could come on and share and I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for joining us today on the Agency Blueprint Podcast. To find out more, go to agencyblueprintpodcast.com. For links mentioned in this episode, please check out the show notes. As always, go to creativeagencysuccess.com to jumpstart your agency today.